She won a bronze medal at the 2020 Summer Olympics in women's 50-meter freestyle and seems to be training hard for the next Olympics, though I guess we'll see if the gold will go to Pernil Bloom here in the Doom Room. I'm Alex, and I'm doomed. How is Alex finding all of these room rhymes? Googling, I presume. Boom, boom, I'm in the Doom Room. Uh, I'm Justin, I'm doomed. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the Doom Patrol Season 3 premiere, Possibilities Patrol. Now, a little bit of note here that we talked about in the last episode. Because of COVID, this was at least in part supposed to be the Season 2 finale of Doom Patrol. And as another little bit of note, this is the first episode, I believe, if I remember correctly, that officially moved to HBO Max versus DC Universe, the defunct, uh, sorely missed service from DC. Um, So we get a different previously on here, which I'm sure is where Pete wants to begin. But before we get to that brief recap, there's a lot of stuff that we're tying up in this episode, as well as teeing up the rest of season three, big stuff that we're teeing up. The team had been covered in wax. Dorothy had jumped into a fire to defeat the Candlemaker. Here, ultimately, she reaches a detente with the Candlemaker. Instead, everybody gets unwaxed. Detente? Classic detente situation (laughs) we got here. But we very quickly uh, wrap up a bunch of stuff here, including Niles is dead. His body is being preserved with vegetables. Dorothy is waiting around for Jane. Hold on. Hold on. Waiting around for Jane to come out of the underground and deal with her stuff, which is the bulk of the episode. (laughs) The play that Rita was in finally opens. Uh, Rita blobs out, so they find out. (laughs) About the blob. Uh, Larry is dealing with some, kind of with some stuff with the negative spirit. Cliff gets rebuilt and ultimately makes it in time to see Clara give birth to her kid. So he resolves a lot of the stuff there. But like I mentioned, the bulk of the stuff is with Jane figuring out what's going on with the underground, beating this Miranda puzzle daddy amalgamation that's happening mm. and ultimately becoming the primary again. And then at the very end of the episode, after we have resolved all these things, Rita gets a key from Niles, uh, the not the dead spirit of Niles, but from Niles's will, I guess. I don't know. It's a, a letter. A letter. A casual letter. And here's a weird beeping from a safe. Here's arrival imminent. She ignores it. And then Michelle Gomez, everybody's favorite, shows up in a drill ship, pees on the floor, turns into the actress from the Our Town briefly, and then heads off looking for Niles Calder, not realizing that he is dead as a doorknob. He's our fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is going to be the podcast now. <clears throat> it's going to be Pete just casually heckling Niles, which I guess is what it's always been, really. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh, so, yeah, weird. Uh, I'm just going to say, I like this show. This is obviously beyond their control, but weird season premiere. Uh, well, it's weird for a couple of reasons. But before well, we get into that, I just want to say real quick, like, Alex, are you upset? Because I know on uh, on Puzzle Twitter, you're known as Puzzle Daddy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's sort of like maybe damaging to have this be out It's there. tainted my brand a little bit. I got to be honest. It's tainted yeah. my brand. I think it's right on brand. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if anybody wants to check it out, I do have a whole YouTube channel uh at Puzzle Daddy on YouTube, where I'm like, yeah. hey, what's up, everybody? Puzzle Daddy here. We got a 5,000. 5, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Speaking the language over there. It's very, <laughs> it's very awkward. I really don't know how to talk to people. And then it's just nine hours of you quietly doing a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I do it in real time. Quite it's fun. It's great. Thank times. you guys, by the way, for coming on next week. 
to do my um, three thousand. Yeah, I can't wait. Be, I'm just gonna be all hype all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna just be we looking got for an edge. We got an edge piece. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> wait, how do you do it? Because I do the edges first and then try right. to fill it in. That's what everybody does. Right. Yeah, everybody does that. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's weird. Nobody has subscribed to my channel. I guess that's why I have no good tips. Yeah, I don't. All right, first tip, everybody. I don't you do know it. this. Take the puzzle out of the box. All right, that's the big oh, thing. You gotta, yeah. you gotta take the plastic off the puzzle first. Bro. Come on. Wow, P is puzzle daddying the puzzle daddy. Step number two: and, don't eat the puzzle crumbs. <laughs> puzzle crumbs. Yeah, you know how there's like puzzle crumbs at the bottom, <laughs> left over. I don't do puzzles. I'm too busy skateboarding. Ada. Wow. Because I'm cool. Yeah. By the Hashtag way, your skate, daddy, your skate Daddy channel is really taking off, Justin. <laughs> Just nine hours of me f- trying to do an ollie and falling off my skateboard. Uh, what you were going to say, though, Justin, yes. about this so, episode being weird. The other point, yes. Well, first off, it's weird because it is a, it has both that sort of new epi- new season energy as well as tying up all the plot threads that we had before. And it has that same thing because, like you were saying, it's on HBO Max now. It feels like the movie adaptation of a TV show. Like, it's shot better. Everyone looks a little well, different. All right, all right. You guys keep saying, first off, we got to take it back to the first off. Uh, you get – and before it even starts, you get warnings now. Like, HBO is like, hey, we're watching the show. We got to have trigger warnings before this starts. Also, they're keeping the fun, like – Patrol bit going with the titles, which I appreciated. So it's nice to see that's well, going What did on. you think about yeah. the fact that we didn't get, I don't think we got the DC opening, right? We just got the HBO Max opening. And yeah, there's no, definitely, there's a different previously on Doom Patrol. There's a whole new logo and stuff, Pete. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, where's the, uh, the DC look? What was it? The DC inside? The DC peak? What, what was, what's it called, Alex? Logo. We never nailed it. And let me just say, going off Pete, that we also have um, the same actors are playing the same roles. It's still um, on television. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, film. It's filmed. Yes. So they use cameras. So there's a lot of stuff that is consistent. Yeah, there's a lot of like, humans in it. Yeah, the humans. audio's working. So that's audio's nice. working. That's good. Finally. Yeah. After three seasons, they got the audio working. Why don't we jump into this? Uh, first of all, I think there is stuff that worked about this episode, mind you. Like, particularly to start off on the positive end of things, the Jane storyline was great. That gets the most real estate in the episode. And I thought the way that that tied up, the way that they figured that out with it not being Miranda, not being her dad, but this amalgamation, the way they described it, this infection that has been in K since the beginning, and that ultimately everybody has to work together with Jane at the lead to beat him, I thought was him slash her slash they, whatever it is. Uh, I, I thought that was really nice. Like, this worked really well. This built on everything over the course of the season. It's a big storyline, and I really appreciated the way that it turned out. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate the fact that, like, okay, we kind of got left hanging here. They gave us, like, a full hour app, like, a full chunk of, like, all right, we're really going to get into some stuff with the characters. Everybody's going to get a little time. So it was nice to kind of like, I mean, if this, if we were doing this in real life, we would have had to wait, waited uh, for this. So after that long wait, it feel like they rewarded people with a nice chunk of an episode. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like to your point, Alex, like the Jane storyline sort of had the highest stakes and it was the one I was most invested in because everyone else is sort of like, 
yeah, I'm still here and I'm still dealing with this ongoing problem and I'm going to make one tiny step forward. Right. Yeah, it, it was also it was really well shot. I like that whole cast in the underground. I'm glad they figured it out. I'm glad they ultimately beat this. Uh, it was also, Pete, I know you were understandably, I think, confused about what was going on with Miranda slash Puzzle Daddy the last episode. Do you feel like it was clearer in this episode? Yeah, I mean, we really they kind of revisited the whole well situation. So it was nice that we kind of got the you're not Miranda. I'm this evil kind of monster. So it was kind of like good that they kind of uh, helped us with that. And we got some uh, kind of some real movement as far as Jane is concerned, which is exciting. Now, Alex, is it appropriate to eat a puzzle? That's a great question. And that was the next thing that I was going to address now. I've certainly eaten plenty of puzzle pieces in my time. You got to taste each one, just sort of have a sense of it. But the problem is then you don't have the pieces to finish the puzzle, you know? Ah, yeah. That's the huge but that, doesn't problem. That make it, doesn't that make it sort of a forbidden Well, you got to <laughs> bake more pieces. You got to be able to, you know, bake, bake more pieces and put it in there. <laughs> yeah, you know. You're the, you're, uh, <laughs> you're, you're bake hashtag paper. puzzle bake. Puzzle baker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I have eaten puzzle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right for tying that right up. Right a lot of people are wondering. We're, we're worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, but on that note for, um, the underground, like Jane does take control. She flies through, um, this is a crazy the sentence. She flies, she, she flies a biplane through puzzle daddy and it yeah. gets to win, uh, which was crazy. Um, the eating the puzzle, like the metaphor of that, I'm, I don't quite get that. Is it that you like whatever the trauma that happened to you, the infection it's fun now, it used to be this horrible thing that kind of like now it's just fun. Jane is like, you control this. Kay is like, you're right. Like, let's not, let's just have fun and not have this kind of horror on our lives. Let's turn the table and, uh, and take the power away from the, so that puzzle daddy can't haunt us again. That makes sense. Like, it's, well, it's like how you're allergic to cashews and you just keep eating cashews. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you cashews. I'm going to win. I do think what <laughs> you're saying. Off to the hospital. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Again. I won. I'm a winner. Yeah. <laughs> As the ambulance pulls away, the Danny the ambulance, I guess. Yes. The thing you were hey. saying, Justin, uh, though, I, I think the idea here is they've moved past this ghost, this spirit of Case No, they haven't. No, they haven't because there's still sex ghosts. Unrelated ghosts. Yes. Yeah. They move past the specter of their father by smashing through him with the biplane, but ultimately the trauma is always going to be part of K and always part of the history, and I think that's what they're owning here. I think you were right about that. So why don't we move on to some other things that, uh, honestly, I think didn't work as well. The biggest one for me that felt so perfunctory in a weird way was the cyborg storyline dealing with Ronnie finally yeah. invading Quorum, taking the fight to them, and he goes into the elevator, takes over the systems, is like, no, you can't do that. And she's like, oh, man. And that's the end of and the storyline? And then he, well, like, he l- gives takes her a, a phone call minute, about it. He gives her a two-minute head start, which is what you do for love. You know, you give him two. <laughs> what? How do your breakups go? You're like, get out of here. Get out of you, here. Got two minutes. Minutes. you got two minutes and then I call the cops. That's right. That's Jesus how you do it. 
Remind me never to date you. I've been I mean, trying to I, remind you that of year for years, Alex. Please yeah, don't well, date Pete. It would upset the dynamic. Here's the problem, though. A lot of my commenters ship Puzzle Daddy and Puzzle Baker, and uh, <laughs> they want us to get together. It's I natural. Guess. So much in common. Uh, yeah, this this storyline didn't work. Uh, there's got to be more to it there at some point. Maybe the actress had – it felt like – it felt to me like this was a symptom of COVID shooting where the actress playing Roddy couldn't be in the same place as everybody else. They shot a quick scene with her in an elevator that kind of had to move on. Sometimes you gotta you gotta, you know, make some tough choices with schedules and then COVID. So it, hopefully they'll get it back uh where it's supposed to be. But you know, if schedules got messed up and you had to make some, you know, uh, you know, he's a line producer. He knows that the day of the shoot, things go crazy. You got to make the best decision you can and, uh, you know, hope nobody complains about it on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> wow. I've never, uh, spot on, I've never changed my schedule for anything. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. If you go to the Doom Patrol writer's room, they have their whole storyboard up there on the whiteboard. But the number one note in red at the top is don't upset the podcasters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Put that in every writer's room across America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the number one concern when it comes to story. Uh, let's move on and talk about some of the other folks. We got Cliff here. He gets rebuilt. He finds out what we've suspected all along, that the problem going on with his body and with his hands and everything isn't actually anything to do with his robot body. It actually is psychological. It has to do with his brain. He kind of gets past that by apologizing to Clara, explaining the situation, and then making it there for his grandson's birth. And it's very sweet and very nice. Oh, uh, making it there for Jane, like when yes. you know, he's putting the noose on and he catches her. That's a beautiful moment. It was really cool. I thought that was such a nice uh, payoff to their relationship that we haven't – their relationship has been sort of on the back burner, I feel like, on the show. And her catching her, I thought, was really cool. And on the larger themes, like last season was all about like bad dads, basically. Mm-hmm. And it feels like this episode was like, hey, a lot of good dads in here. Like LT gets to be a good dad to better than Niles, better dad than Niles to Dorothy Niles in that dead. scene. No, ate it, bro. Yeah. I agree. People, you have to wonder when is the Niles ghost going to start having sex? Because well, as he, we know. I was glad that they were like, no, Niles, you don't deserve to get fucking hang out with the sex ghost. I'll tell you I what. Mean, honestly, like, you I'm looking forward to being a ghost because I'd love to find out what sex is like. <laughs> You're looking forward to being a I'm ghost? I'm looking forward. Also, that was another thing. We got our first after credits scene in this uh, new season here. Wait, what? What? Now, yeah. I think that was just the next episode starting on HBO Max, Pete. No, no, no. They've got after credit scene of uh, Ghost Niles with the sex ghosts and then Kipling. Oh, I completely missed that because I got the little next HBO. Pete, wow. Good yeah. for you. It was I fun- also missed it, Pete. You came, you're coming up huge right now. Hey, well, you know, some of us got to do the work. You know what I mean? Some of us got to. <laughs> I, I know, but it, we're just surprised because it's usually not you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's Touché. what we're saying here. I mean, yeah, I'll have to go back and watch that. Maybe there's after credits every episode this season. That would be pretty exciting. Ooh, um, yeah. The what were we actually talking about though? We were talking about Niles, Niles sex being ghost, dead. F- being bad, 
good dads. We had a lot of good yes. fathering yes. in this the episode. Theme, that was the thing that I wanted to address. So going back to the title, Possibilities Patrol, obviously that's the song that they sing at the end of Our Town, which turns out to be a musical, I guess. But that also is, I think, the theme of the episode is tying things up and leaving things open for possibilities of where we potentially can go next. For Cliff, he specifically says he can't feel anything, but at the same time, he, he understands it's all in his brain now. So it's about remembering the sensation of holding Clara when she was a baby and how important that was. And uh, same thing with kind of everybody. Yeah, well, it's this thing of like, you know, don't get too high or too low, you know, because it's like you're at the top of the world. You just did the greatest play in town and somebody's going to take that playbill and wipe themselves with it. You know what I mean? Like it means nothing. So it's like, you know, you can't get. That's actually the highest affection you can show to a performer is to wipe your ass. Oh, a lot of if you ever stand outside of a Broadway theater, there's just a ton of people pissing and using the playbill (laughs) to wipe their their butts. Oh yeah. wow! I didn't. Uh, I didn't know. Did you ever see she one of those videos? Yeah, from like Hamilton when they were doing the lottery. They'd come outside. They perform. Everybody would piss and shit in the streets. And yeah, uh, it was just beautiful. Man, what is the what's the Broadway like in Philadelphia? What's Broadway in Philadelphia like, Pete? Is it like just cheesesteaks? Is anyone? Well, they instead of throwing flowers, they throw cheesesteaks on stage, and it's uh, it's gross. So much whiz, so much whiz, (laughs) so much whiz. Yeah, well, Uh, that's how you know it's a good show if it's with whiz, and you like the show. It's without. Yeah. Look at Alex dropping the wit whiz over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a local. Don't hassle me, I'm local. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Larry briefly. We don't get a lot with him here, but oh, we do, do get more with the negative spirit. This, to me, felt like in the same mode we've gotten before, um, just in terms of like, God, negative spirit, why aren't you trying to tell me? And then ultimately, by the end of the episode, we do get this, again, possibility of what might happen with Larry, where he flies off into space. So what do you think the meeting is there? What do you think is going to happen with Larry next? Well, I like that he has some progress. We have we've had I think we've had a lot of good LT episodes over the course of the series, but he's actually making a move now, even if that move is just flying up into space. Well, you know, that's kind of what the other uh light being said was like hey man you know it really helps if you guys can get into space so you should do that so he's finally taking that advice and getting into space but it made did make me think like hey uh you know uh poor cliff here was hurtling through space it would have been nice if lt could have flown up and helped him out a little bit you know but uh it was still kind of nice to see lt flying you just can't let anything bad that happens to your guy cliff go I'm Team Cliff, man. It's, it's, you know, it's that's what it is. <laughs> Why don't we talk is. about Rita, who takes, in my opinion, gigantic steps backwards again this episode? Yes, to the yeah. point where I, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to back off of it. I find it frustrating. I understand though that it is a realistic thing that people make yeah. forward cro- progress and then backwards progress. But as a viewer of the show who is rooting for Rita, it is frustrating for me that she constantly gets to the point of like, I'm a hero. I'm a leader. And then completely crumbles and falls apart. I, and I think that's what happens here again. Go ahead, Pete. I, I thought you were going to say like, you know, as someone who, uh, you know, did theater, did a lot of shows, you know, went to Cornell, uh, someone who has one line and then does a monologue that they kind of make up on their own is just, I mean, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that's that. That's acting. Yeah, no, that's I mean, acting. That's oh, what acting you're okay is. with that? 
as classically yeah. trained? You feel like someone who stretches their one line out? You know, it's there like are no somebody- small. There's there's an old phrase. There's no small parts as long as you add a bunch of words when you want to talk. <laughs> All right. I'm surprised that both of you were cool with that because I felt like this is just wrong. You're supposed to be an actor. And the fact that you did this is such a like that's like the rule number one. You know what I mean? If you got one line, you got to make it the best you can. But don't fucking milk it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'll tell you, I don't know. I very specifically remember doing Into the Woods in college, and I had one line, and I took that for all it was worth. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Can you hit us with it? it? I yeah, really don't isn't? remember. I do remember what? getting very what drunk at a, at a party and uh, saying something very rude to the director, but I don't specifically Classic. Yeah. Classic was it, uh, I'm a star, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something so, yeah. Those <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> you could have had this, all of this. <laughs> what a monster you were. Yeah. You don't put Zalbin in a tiny <laughs> door opener role, kid. Oh, my God. Stab, stab. Uh, I agree. So back on Rita, like, I agree that it, it is frustrating, especially a character that I love. And I feel like when she tries, she gets the keys and the keys are like ringing um, and she has to do that. And she just can't use her powers because she's so messed up. That was such a bummer. And to have her rather than be like, get some help or try to solve the problem. She's just like, well, forget this. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to bed. Yeah, hopefully we see some more forward movement. What I would like to see from Rita over the course of this season, and mind you, just as a little bit of clarification, I'm excited because I I don't remember how many episodes I got in. I think it was only four or so. So I Mm. don't know actually the path of where anybody goes on this season. And eventually we're going to get into an episode that I haven't actually seen. Um, So the the Rita stuff, I want to see her like – ping pong even further. Like she got to the point where she said, Oh, I'm the beekeeper and I'm going to be this hero. And then completely froze last season in terms of stopping Ronnie from escaping from the cheesesteak shop, a very hard thing to do. As well, it was, yeah. it's a, there's a big difference between like stopping a robber, you know, with one punch and then getting to say your catchphrase. And now it's like friends and people. You're not sure whose side you're supposed to be on. But like, you know, yeah, she kind of froze up. It's a it's a rookie mistake. Well, and she I guess my point is she's ping ponged all the way back here when we find her in the premiere. I want to see her go even further this season, even if that means even more of a regression, ultimately, because that seems to be her pattern. But I want to see how far she can go. I'm excited to see that. Well, that's right. She's got to get away from those prank phone calls because mm-hmm. they'll take you down a notch. You totally. know, like I've been pranking you for years, Pete, and it really I know it has an effect on you. Well, someone keeps calling about Seymour Butts and he, he doesn't live. Here. Oh, man, it gets me every time. It's funny because <laughs> it's like a name. Yeah. Why don't we move over to the Dorothy thing, which, again, not to keep harping on the same thing, the oh, whole Candlemaker thing tied up very quickly, in my opinion. And uh, well, it was just guys. random. It was just like, no, we're friends now. And he hangs out. Well, it was a boss move by Dorothy. Also, like, I kind of really liked how, like, Dorothy disappeared and then she came back and she looked like a little bit more, like, mature and wise and was like, you know, kind of like, all right, I if I control this, then I'm going to kind of take us off the board and kind of place us here, which I thought was a boss move. But I was heartbroken. I didn't get to see 
her use that fucking badass 80s weapon she made that it was just like uh, it was like, like a keytar. Yeah, it was like a lot of fun. Yeah. What did you uh, think? Was, was there Kitar, anything but, you know. thematic to the fact that Dorothy started off in a cage and then later on Kay was in a cage? Uh, well, and yeah, at the top of this episode, you, Dorothy was in a cage. She was started in a cage when we first met her at the beginning of last season. And then she's back in the same cage, but now caged by Candlemaker, who earlier had released her. And then Kay's in a cage. Uh, so, like, we're seeing that image a lot, I guess. And I guess it is like you deal with your problems. There is what what are holding you back, holding your potential back. And Niles was kind of like in a cage of, of frozen peas there for a little while because he's dead. Wow. <laughs> Pea cage. Yeah, that's what I call my freezer. Actually, when I throw something in there, I say <laughs> I throw it in the old cage. Throw it in the cage. Throw it in the cage. The ice cage. Throw it in the cold cage. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah, then we move on to the bulk of the episode there once she settles her stuff with Candlemaker, where Niles is dead. I know Pete, obviously, is very happy about this. Justin, what do you think about this? I'm a little surprised he's just straight up dead. And then he gets to sort of be a force ghost hanging around. So in some ways, he's um, since he's been struck down, he's more powerful than um, he could ever imagine. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so watch out, Pete. I've heard yeah, that, that's a thing. It sucks, man, dude. You really yucked my yum with that, you asshole. Do well, you think making a Star Wars comparison? No, your my... yum is a dead person. Yeah, <laughs> I was enjoying the fact that okay. Niles is dead, and then you're like, "Well, now he's stronger than ever." And I do you of... wander through cemeteries going yummy, yummy? Yum, yum, yum. Ooh, funeral today. Yum, yum. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he's gone permanently? Do you think this is it for Niles? He's just going to force Ghost out and that's pretty much it? Or is he coming back in some way? Fingers crossed. No more Niles. I think he'll be back. Um, I feel like we'll get him as a force ghost for a bit, and then I think he's going to pop. Well, I mean, uh, tell us, Pete, what did you see in the post-credit sequence? You talked that you said you saw you flexed on us that you saw. Yeah, this is a Pete LePage exclusive right here. Uh, so what? You. What happens is um, you nope. see Ghost Niles um, uh, at the mansion, and then uh, you see two sex ghosts, and one one of them is beckoning like, "Come on, Niles, come on!" And he's like. Oh, what the hell? And tries to get out of his wheelchair, but then he is sucked away. And then you see Kipling cutting off Niles's frozen head. And um, and Kipling goes, not so fast, Niles. We've got work to do. Mm. So well, then I think ominous. that's a pretty I'm big par- indicator that I'm he's going to be back. <laughs> his line. I'm paraphrasing his line, but, you know. Well, also, and this is, I really should have watched this, sorry, but... Pete, is there any indication how they got from Dorothy and Niles's body heading off in Daddy the Ambulance to where he is now? No, that I mean that that's all you got was those little uh, those little scenes. There it wasn't hmm. more than that. It's like Alex and I are drowning right now, and Pete's on the boat with a bunch of life preservers, and he keeps throwing us sandwiches. Like, no, eat this life first. preserver. No, <laughs> you should Help eat us, this Pete. first. Why do we leave him in the boat? Well, <laughs> exciting news uh, that Niles is still if around. If you eat the sandwich, um, then you get the life preserver. <laughs> What's a sandwich race? I'm in the middle of the water. Your the last, thing I, last thing I want is a soggy sandwich. Thanks, Pete. It's in well, the we got to catch it out bag. of the egg. 
It's in the plastic bag, yeah. just like the puzzles. Quick question, though. Are the sandwiches wit whiz or wit out? <laughs> Always wit. Wit out. Oh, okay. So you like us. And yes. And well, he's, he likes this, but he's like, yum, yum. They're going to die. Yum, yum. Funeral. <laughs> Any other notes for the episode that you guys would call, want to call out in particular? I'll mention I liked the bit at the play rehearsal when Rita's melting, the guy in the Dougie costume farts. Good yeah, that was just, you know. Nice little callback. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Uh, shout out to the scary big eyes they made um, on in the Jane Miranda scenes. That was mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sick Rita Byrne when she said, smells like Louis B. Mayer after a seafood buffet. That's a classic 1930s roast. Yeah. Uh, Clara swearing when she was on the phone saying I'm pregnant to Cliff was just great. That was pretty good. Wow. I liked the two lines that I wrote down. I like the line, your shit is as cool as shit. My shit is just shit. That was pretty good from Cliff. And then brain problem hand slow. <laughs> yes, yes, that yes. That's a good line, too. Him Googling. Yeah. <laughs> that when he goes, uh, see, or he goes I'm not going to get a pottery wheel for who sees the ghost. That was so funny. Good stuff. Good Cliff stuff throughout the episode. Overall, a little all over the place. But as we mentioned, I think, oh, we did really talk about Michelle Gomez ar- arriving. That was very exciting. Love Michelle Madam Gomez. Satan. Yeah, Madam, Madam Satan on Chilling oh, Adventures of Sabrina. Missy on Doctor Who, that random part that she played on uh, Gotham one time. And she was also on The Flight Attendant and great in that as yes. well. So good. What an entrance, man. Second, so uh, well, and she seems to have Rita powers potentially. Yeah, Rita? she briefly becomes the actress. What do you think is going on at this point? Is she a good guy? Is she a bad guy? What does she mean for the show going forward? I thought she was kind of like Clayface. Hmm. It's like a real DC crossover. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I feel like you don't cast Michelle Gomez to be like a hero just rolling up. She has such villain energy. She's such a great villain across the board. I feel like she's going to come in and be a, a threat. She's the the key threat that um, Rita has to react to. Yeah, the definitely seems kind of an ominous with the big drill. She doesn't know where she is or what time, so there's a lot of mysteries going on with her. A great, perfect addition to the show and perfect addition to cast. So excited to see what happens with her going forward. Before we finish up here, who was most doomed this episode? Pete, why don't we start with you? Who was most doomed? Niles. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what about you? Who was most doomed this episode? Well, definitely Alex and I for missing the post-credit sequence. That's a bad oh, sign for oh. our future. And Pete on top, very stressful, <laughs> uh, just as a person. But I think Rita in the cast is most doomed. She's taken steps backward, and I just we've watched her for a long time, and it's just time to move forward, especially when LT's moving forward. I'm going to throw it out to Dorothy being most doomed. She ends up in a good place, but the fact that Niles' body is with Willoughby, as Pete lovingly described to us, I wonder where Dorothy is. What's going on with her? What happened in the intervening time? I'm curious to see if we will find out, because there's obviously a lot of possibility that's going on with her, but also some ominousness 
as well. And if you would like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Doom Patrol, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. And now, before we go, a piece of advice from Pete LePage. Take it from Dorothy. When in doubt, talk it out. Oh, wow. Niles has got you in a better mood. Yum, yum. (laughs) 